Hello, I'm Matt Willis and this is On The Mend. I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but we're halfway through our series already. Can you believe it? Time flies, eh? And whether you're a new listener to the podcast or you've been with us since the first episode, thank you so much for listening. My guest today is TV presenter and radio presenter, author, everything. He's an all-round lovely bloke. It's Mr. Rylan Clark. Now, many of you know him off The X Factor, where he started. He's on Radio 2, Supermarket Sweep, Strictly, It Takes Two. He's a very tall, good-looking man with lovely teeth, and he's dealt with a lot. He's been through some really tough times, but he's got himself out of it, battled loneliness, and has come through the other side, shining. It's a pleasure to sit down with him and chat. You know, I've known Ryan for a long time, but this we've never talked about anything like this before. And, um... You know, this is what I love about this podcast is that we can really kind of get deep with someone and kind of chat about something a bit different than what you normally hear from them. And I think this is exactly that. I hope you enjoy. This is Rylan Clark. Hi, Rylan. How are you, mate? Quite beautiful. You are so great. I'm so pleased to see your face. How I'm are you? I'm really pleased to see your face. Oh. You're looking well. Am I? Yeah. I'm all stressed. I'm if running. I didn't know your wife. <laughs> <laughs> It's you can, so get, nice lot, you can get away with a lot with that smile, I try, right? I try. Not mine. You really can, you really can. Um, how are you today, mate? You are right? I'm actually good. Yeah? yeah? feel good today. Good, mate. I feel like good. I actually slept last night, which is, is quite rare nice? for me lately. But, yeah, yeah slept do, last do night. Do you have problems sleeping? I don't have problems sleeping. I have problems with work. Right, <laughs> so, okay, right, right. Yeah, I'm normally either in a car for five hours or on a plane or yeah. something like that. But, yeah, lately it's been very, very busy. So, last night I felt like I got in, actually went to sleep, woke up this morning and was like... I feel normal today. Wow, so, great, yeah. lovely. Yeah. And this is your last thing? You've got the afternoon off? I've actually got an afternoon off. Fantastic. Like, I don't know whether to cry, laugh, or just sort out the drawer I want to sort out. So right, okay. that's my priority list today. Listen to your, um, I loved your book, by the way. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Your book 10 is, is um, for people listening, you kind of summarise the last 10 years of your life. Yeah. Um, since X Factor, which has been, what, 10 years? 10 years. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's mad, isn't it's it? It's ridiculous. You know, I mean, if you think of... How old were you when you did when you did? X I was 23. 23. 23 when I went on and turned 24 on the show. I mean, that's pretty. Um, that's that's a lot to happen to a 23 year old. Yeah, it? it was a hell of a lot. And yeah. you know, I, I mean, I was on that show with who's still really like like my little sister now, Ella Henderson. She was 16 on the show. Wow. Oh my god. And I'll always see her as a 16 year old. Yeah. Even though now, like, she's got a boyfriend and she's a pop star. I'm like, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not drinking that. <laughs> Put that down. I actually recently took her out for a night out and I've, I was so protective. Really? Yeah, like anyone going near her, I'm just like, do you mind, please? She's 12. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, she will always be 16 to me. 100%. Do you find yourself taking that role with people quite a lot? That kind of like. I do. I, I'm very much a bit of a flip flop. So I'm either the one taking that role or the one under the wing because I'm in a bit of a state. So. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm happy to be either. Yeah. I found myself in very different roles in, in my life I as bet. well. So your book. It is so it's so great to listen to someone be so open and so honest and not shy away from from anything really. This podcast is all about kind of getting rid of stigma, yeah. kind of like people that kind of like, especially in 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 kind of the industry of fame and celebrity. There's so mm. much kind of like we always try to keep hidden or keep behind Majorly. those doors because I think for it's, different reasons, for totally different reasons, you know, and um and some and people do that in the public eye and people do that when they're not in the public eye and I think it's um, and all these things just add to shame and add to kind of stigma and oh there's a fly there's a fly it's going to be very distracting from my fucking brain little prick yep hang on a minute he's over there he's over there there he is there There he is 
Okay, shall I? Shall I? You go for it. Oh, bastard. Right, okay. I think we're going to have to let go of the fly around. This could be a new podcast. It could be Matt and the fly. Oh, no. No. We'll be fine. Fuck the fly. Yeah. You've done I'm a celeb. You'll be fine. It's all about kind of getting rid of that kind of stigma. And what I loved about the book was that first chapter is mm. I mean I listened to the audio book and it's so it's so brilliant it coming from your mouth because it's it had to it had to and you reading it it really felt so visceral and and real that time I, I don't want to go into all the details of it but but like when your marriage broke up it was obviously had such a massive impact on you more than I ever thought yeah but then hearing about your life like normally say normally most people can kind of say that they've seen signs of something coming or, yeah. they've, or they've had episodes of depression in the past yeah. or something happening. I hadn't. And this seemed to come out of nowhere. Yeah, it was so, completely nowhere. I mean, did you recognise it instantly? No. No? No. So it, it all boiled down to one morning, like a pinpoint moment, and my marriage ended and I didn't know it would end. Mm. And I felt like everything was my fault and I felt like... Right, but this is salvageable. I can sort this out. Yeah. I'm the doer. I'm the one who always is the one that sorts things out. If the sky breaks, I get it fixed. If that light's not working, I get it fixed. If this isn't, that's me. I'm the fixer. That's what right. I always do. And all of a sudden, I couldn't fix something. And it started yeah. confusing me because I was like, but that's not right. Yeah. I can fix things. And I then realised that it wasn't just me that had to fix it and someone else had to be involved in that fixing. Yeah. And that person didn't want to pick up the tools. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? I don't understand. I can't remember what made me disappear, basically, from the person I knew. Yeah. But the next thing I knew, I could not see, hear, eat, breathe, sleep. I couldn't do anything. Yeah. And yeah, there was no signs of me having a breakdown. There was no signs of, like, if you're having a heart attack, you'll get the pains in your arm, you'll get this, you know something's about to happen, even if it's seconds before. I didn't yeah. have the seconds. I mm. just had the impact, basically, the baseball bat around the face, I'll call it. And yeah, I got very ill to the point that I, I'm six foot four, I'm a big boy. I was nine stone. Oh my God. Um, my speech went for two weeks where I couldn't speak properly. I was, I hate to, like replicate it but I have to to understand it and I would be like that it was like yeah. I had a stroke and my mum thought I was having a stroke it was crazy Yeah, and I couldn't string a sentence together and for anyone who's ever seen me on TV or knows me I can talk for fucking England yeah. so you know it was it was that was really strange and then yeah I just got into this dark hole where I thought I was crazy Yeah, because nothing was making sense to me and partly that was because of upset and heartbreak but at the same time the situation with what I was being told I thought I was going mad I thought I was making things up and that's something I've not really gone into majorly but what do you mean not gone into majorly as in in the book you've you've obviously listened to it yeah I've owned my responsibilities and I'm happy to do that but I didn't want to be that person that goes but this is why yeah. Or, and this happened, that happened, then yeah. this happened, this happened, and that is what led to this, or that is what happened. I didn't want it to, I didn't want to be, and I love Kate, Katie Price to bits, you know, she's a friend of yeah. mine, but I didn't want to be pricey yeah. in my way and style of doing stuff. So I wanted to be classy. 
yeah as much as i could but i think what i've learned from the book is that people understand there's more to a story well that that's what i got from it yeah, yeah. and that's all i need that's all i yeah. need people to know yeah. because i'm not here to tell other people's dirty laundry or towels i think that's very um, very admirable and you. i don't want people knowing everything mm. because the people that do know are the ones that matter and yeah. that's why i can now sleep at night yeah you think that's um because that obviously came came um towards the end of that chapter kind mm. of like when when you kind of got to the point where he'd moved back in and you were kind of living together again for a couple of weeks yeah it went right i knew uh, something was wrong yeah did part of you not want to like it must have been so hard to bring that up again to kind of go oh. right everything's kind of back to some kind of normality it was, do i um, want to rattle the yeah, cage yeah but then what know? do i live my life in fear again exactly i can't exactly. i can't live my life like that i am i'm so strong mm. i'm so so strong but i was so <clears throat> broken yeah like to the point where i physically couldn't dress i couldn't eat i couldn't do none of these things i tried to to end it a few times mm. unsuccessfully gratefully now but i just remember going to sleep at night after doing nothing all day, living at my mum's, frightened to leave the house, didn't want anyone to see me. And I think that's the fame side of stuff. Yeah. And I would pray that I wouldn't wake up because then it wouldn't be my fault. Well, Does that make sense? Yeah. And yeah. every morning I'd wake up and there's that three seconds of forgetfulness where you think it's a dream or you yeah. don't think it's real. And then you remember and that's it for the rest of the day. You're yeah. there. And I used to get angry when I woke up because I was like, you bastard. Like, why did you not just let me fucking die in my sleep? Why didn't you let me like just have a heart attack in the night? Like, yeah. I, I didn't want to be the one that did it. Yeah. But I did try and I failed and I felt like a coward that I couldn't even do that. Like, it, it's just silly, these silly thoughts that go through your head. And I, in a weird way, I can look back at everything and be grateful for what I went through in the most fucked up way mm. because I would never let myself get like that again. Yeah. And I know that. Because when you've been there, like you've been there at times, other people have been there. When you've yeah. been to that place, you know the road that it takes to get there. Yeah. And you know the telltale signs. I, I'm now in a situation where I'm, I question things more now. I don't yeah. just go with the flow as much as I used to. And I need to question things because I didn't. And yeah. that's why I ended up where I was. When you started to question things, when you, when you were back together and you questioned him on that, you know, and kind of like came to that conversation and then he moved out again. Mm. I, I noticed from the way you talked about it in the book as something lit inside of you. Oh, something yeah. Something went, no, Some... I am not going to feel like that. I'm not that doing anymore. this no more. I can't, I can't be, I take responsibility for my actions. I ain't yeah. got to fucking take responsibility for someone else's. Yeah. And that also in turn to me says, this isn't even. Yeah. A marriage should be even. A marriage should be fun. It should be, I look at, and I'm not just saying this because it's you and we've got friends in common, colleagues in common. Yeah. I've always sat there and looked at you and M and almost been jealous slightly at the fact that you support each other so much. Yeah. And Emma's happy for your success. You're happy for Emma's success. You know, it's a two way street. And I just thought that yous were rare, but actually yous are right. And I didn't have that. Yeah. I didn't have that. And I, 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 and I don't understand why I didn't have that when you share it. Yeah. There, there's a turning point, isn't there, in someone's life. And, and, and I think that was that that seemed to be 
from 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 listening to your book. That the the to day I woke up. The, the day I woke up. Exactly. Basically. The day you went. You no, knowledge is power, Matt. Exactly. Knowledge is power, and when you know, when someone tells you you're crazy, and someone says that you're mad, you hear it enough, you believe it. Yeah, it's gaslighting. It's the it's you know you're you're just being gaslighted constantly about it. But then when you realise you're not mad, yeah, that's the day you need to make the change. Yeah, and you step up. Yeah, I've never gone into details. I don't want to go into details purely because of the sheer fact of the second I start, I won't stop. Yeah. And I know I'm that type of person. Yeah, you don't need to. And like, I don't want to be. Yeah. I don't want to be, but I can sleep well at night. Well, I'm so happy you can. <laughs> I'm really unhappy, you know, because um, you've always been this bundle of energy and joy. I have to be. Yeah. You know, and, 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 that's, um, and that's the thing. I think people kind of, um, people see that you know, and they can kind of forget that there's a person there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there was stuff that I'd been through previous to that where on my personal life was horrendous, Mm. was so difficult, and I'd have to go work and smile. Yeah. First thing in the morning, last thing at night. I was doing this morning and Big Brother. So I was on TV first thing in the morning, last thing at night, and I had to be smiling. And there's not much time in between where you can't not smile. Yeah. Because you're not just on TV for an hour. There's also the prep that goes into it. There's the meetings. There's the yeah. being with the team. There's the this. There's the it's rehearsal. not just that there's one hour the, you're working. Yeah, you know that. We all know that. Yeah, and I love especially my job. a show like Big Brother. I mean, that's um, you know, you're 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 in there from really early and you're yeah. rehearsing, till late. watching yeah. everything till late, yeah. and you're constantly around people. And you are the star of that show. You are you are the you are you, everyone's there because it's it's you presenting that thing. You know, so it's 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 all on you being that. You've got to be you, the one that holds it. You really have. And, and if you, you, can't, you can't drop it, yeah. you can't drop it. Because yeah. if you drop it, you're dropped. Is that always in the back of your mind sometimes? Like, um, do you feel like if you ever really show anything? I think it was. Yeah. I think it was. I think now I'm more open to being, to blurring the lines ever more slightly between my personal and my career. Yeah. Because actually, and I think one thing that's done that for me is radio. Like you doing this podcast. Yeah. It's very different to TV. Yeah. And... There's something that happens with audio that you can't see that's almost more visual yeah, than yeah. a picture on a screen. Yeah. And that's because you have to, it's going to sound crazy, speak with your voice. Yeah. <laughs> you have to smile with your voice. Yeah. You have to be sad with your voice. And you have to be serious with your voice. Yeah. Whereas on TV, I could get away with a little eye look to camera to portray what I mean. Yeah. But actually, when you're doing it on just audio it's something completely different yeah and i feel like my radio show was the first thing i went back to was i ready was i ever going to be you know i had four or five months off i had a long time off Mm. and that wasn't through choice and it wasn't time off it was being ill yeah so when people go well you had a lot of time off it's like i I actually didn't you didn't have a lot of time off no i didn't i I didn't didn't get that at all from it i was so surprised when when you came back you know i'm hearing what you've been through Mm. um the fact that you only had that time and then you went back. I had to, though, for me. Really? Because I've n- I don't have days off, let alone months off. Yeah. And having that time away from my job is probably mm. the best way to say it. I knew the only way to get back on the horse was to jump on. And after an accident, are you ever ready to jump back on the horse? Yeah. No, really you're not. not. Yeah. Because you're frightened. Yeah. Did I want to get back on the horse? No. Did I know I needed to? Yeah. And I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. And I still have my moments, like we all do, 
and especially now being single and living alone, I've never lived alone in my entire life. I found that really difficult. Yeah. I found that really, really difficult. I'm, I'm getting very much comfortable with my own company. I want to do things that I felt I wasn't allowed to do now. What do you mean by you weren't allowed to do? That I felt that I shouldn't do. You know, if there was like um, a wrap drinks after work, yeah, I'd feel awkward staying when I shouldn't. Yeah, like I'm. Well, these are my colleagues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've been quite intense you know, together. Like, yeah. yeah, or like like now, for instance, you know, after a meeting, mm. like oh, should we go for a drink like next door, or should we go for something to eat? Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. didn't feel I could do that before, but now I, I want to be more of a yes man, but to the right things. I think that's I think that's very very wise. When you went back to work, when mm. the, when, you, when you decided to go back to work, you went back to. Radio Two, right back to Radio Two, and which is yeah. no, no, no small feat to go back to. It's, it's not, not a small it's show. A, it's no. not a tiptoe in. <laughs> but it feels like, like that to me, though. Does it? Yeah. Right, because that seems terrifying to me. No, to me, I, I, I mean, I've just got like my latest listeners in, and it's like two and a half million people listen to the show. Wow, dude, which is fantastic. Yeah, I genuinely feel that I'm talking to a couple of people. Right, but I think that's why people like it. Yeah, I don't care in the nicest possible way to the BBC. Yeah. I don't care if one person listens or a hundred million people listen. Yeah. I don't prep for the show. I do nothing for the show. Yeah. I turn up and do the show. And I think that's why people like the show. Yeah. Because it is three hours of me talking bollocks. Yeah. Ringing my mum, seeing what she's had for dinner, playing a bit of Spice Girls. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. But it works somehow. It absolutely works. And, absolutely works. And that's what I needed that first day I found horrendous but that point i was back living together right okay oh, so all so that's I was going like, on at home yeah so i was yeah. like okay right look i'm getting my life back on track now it's all good it's all good it's good good do you think you made that choice to go back to work for the right reasons or do you think you made that choice to kind of to go back to work to put on the persona that everything was going to be okay both both i think you know like attracts like yeah and if i act normal it would be normal it wasn't but I'm I'm really glad I went for it. That's a great that's a great because that's I'm, a great way to look at it. I feel like I'm young enough to start again. Yeah. Do I want to start again? Not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it fucking difficult? Yes. Yeah. Um but I need to find the right person. I mm. need to find the right one and I need to find out what I want. This might sound selfish, but I I call it self care. I need to find the person that respects me. Absolutely. And what I can give to them in every aspect. Not just fucking money, not just this. I'm lucky I've got money in the bank, especially in these fucking times. Mm. But if that's all you want, fuck it, have it. Yeah. I've made it before, I'll make it again. Yeah, man. Yeah, too right. I think um, th there's, a, there's a funny thing with um, in your book when you talk about kind of fame and kind of celebrity. Um, I could relate so much to that because, I mean, I never really thought that I cared about that stuff. You know, mm. when the band first started, mm. I was just so stoked it was all happening. Yeah. You know, like... Um, but like I'm, I'm, I watched my wedding video recently, and my best man stood up and talked about the nights that he'd sit in a flat with me, and he'd hear me talk about how super famous I was going to be. Mm. You know, I forgot that I mm. used to do that. You know, yeah. like um, you know, but like at the time I would have done anything. Yeah. You know, like I was just, like, I just wanted to be. You know, Literally, successful. like give an arm. Yeah. Exactly. I just didn't want to live the life I was. Not living. your guitar player. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, well, probably would have helped me actually. <laughs> but um, you know, it was um. There was something in me that kind of I found it so appealing, and yeah. So kind of like as fame, just, as fame. Not even the job, exactly. You yeah. Know, like it was just like I want that, and I don't even know what that is. And now, you know, and then you get it. 
and then right. it changes. And then it's like, oh, this isn't quite what I thought it was. Oh, no, it's everything you thought it was. Yeah. But you realise a little bit like what I just said, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Because you got what you wish for. Mm. And it is everything you want it to be, especially that first period of yeah. going this place and meeting these people. And there's only so many fucking free shampoos you can get in nice hotels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then it starts getting a little bit, okay, right. Yeah. Right. And then you start to fall in love with the job. Yeah. Rather than the trimmings. Absolutely. And then I got to a point where I love the job mm. and wish I had no trimmings. Yeah. I want, I want to, I'm happy to queue up for something. I'm yeah. happy to, yeah, I, I miss being able to, I'm not fucking Madonna by any means. Like, yeah. But I'm six foot four, biggest teeth in the fucking country. Mm. And I look a certain way. Even if people don't watch my shows, they're like, oh, that's that guy. Yeah. I just, no, but that's that guy. That's Rylan. Some, you know, depends, like, it depends like, who it is. It's, it's, a, it's a different level of fame. Like, I mean, um, I, I was I was listening to you, but like, I can only really relate it to a certain point in my life because when when Busted was big, we were really super famous to Busted fans, mm. but that was it. You know, if you weren't a Busted fan, you didn't know who the fuck we were. Well, and I'm so, a Busted fan. So, but we could, like, literally, I could walk down the street and I could see them walking up with a studded belt and a yep. fucking tire And you there. know. And I, I know. Can tell you who's and coming I can, up to me. I can cross the road and get away from it, you know, like, mm. or you never go to a bowling alley, no. you know, never go to a shopping no. center, all these kind of, like, typical pop star rules, mm. you know. But then I did I'm a Celebrity, and I came out of that kind of not really thinking anything would have changed, and everything changed. Everyone knew like, you were. Everyone. For a, but for me... What was kind of good was it was only for a short period of time, maybe six months. Like every taxi I went into, every every corner shop I went mm. into, hello Matt, mm. and I found it really, really difficult and really that's, hard to deal with. That's normal, and that is your life. That's you normal know? for me, but that yeah. happened overnight when I was twenty three. Wow, overnight! Yeah. I was on the biggest show on TV at the time. Yeah. I think I had like was getting like ten million, eleven million viewers. X Factor, yeah, and X Factor is that sort of show where unlike sort of like singing competitions now, like things like The Voice are just about the singing. Mm. And even though you have time to know who these people are, it's mm. more about the music and that's that. Yeah. And that's what that show is. Whereas X Factor, you start the journey with them, yeah. almost like they're a family member. Yeah. And over the course of months, you then invest in these people. You see yeah. these people. And that's why something like X Factor and Big Brother back in the day and stuff like that, people were made stars of because people couldn't go without them then. Absolutely. They were part of their lives. And they felt ownership over yeah, them. Majorly. Yeah. And that that was the thing. So like yeah. for me now, I think I'm good in those situations. I'm mm. I am good in those situations. I never say no to anyone. There's no point. I don't want to be an arsehole to people because I remember when I was 13, I once saw Alex Sibley from Big Brother 3 turning on some Christmas lights and then saw him on the street and was like, please can I have a photo? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. Great. And I was like, oh, that meant a lot to me. Yeah. I understand that even though that happens to me, if I walk down the street outside here, that'll happen three or four times in the space of a minute. Yeah. That's only happened once to that lady. It's only happened yeah. once. And it might only happen once. Yeah. So I understand why people do it. I was one of those people. I've yeah. not always done this job, yeah. so I get it. Yeah. But at the same time, I always think there's a way to do it. And I think, I mean, the one, one thing that always used to hurt me, my mum's sometimes quite unwell. And she has to go into hospital. And there was one night that I had a phone call where we were worried we were about to lose her. Mm. So I like, rushed up to the hospital. It's two o'clock in the morning. I look like fucking shit. look like Gollum. I've got a cap on. I've got a hood on. I've got all of this on. And I get in the lift at the hospital. Oh, it's you. Yeah. 
I just want to just put this out there. If you're in a lift at the Royal London Hospital at two o'clock in the morning, you're not there for a routine appointment. You're, you're not. Yeah, you're definitely not. Do you know no. what I mean? There's a time and a place, people. And what do I do? Yeah. I do the fucking selfie. Really, mate? Yeah. Because, and and I'm th- and I'm thinking, am I going to get to this ward and my mum's dead? Yeah. Fucking you know, mate. But you do it because it, that's what that's what's normal now. Yeah. It, it's crazy. And people don't think, and this is not me moaning. God, like, fucking hell, I'm grateful for what I've got. But I'm, I'm, I've, had, I've had people go, let's have a selfie whilst my cock is in my hand at a urinal. Yeah. And I'm like, mate, why don't you just wait until I put my cock away first? Yeah. People don't care. Yeah. People, and no one means it harm harmful. No yeah. one's ever been harmful with it. But people just genuinely forget that you're not Ryland from Big Brother or Ryland on X Factor at that time or Ryland on This Morning. You're Ryland in a lift in the Royal London Hospital at two o'clock in the morning because he don't know if his mum's about to die Yeah, two, three metres away in a world. Yeah. People don't think. People and they don't, don't need to think. It's, yeah. not their, it's not their life, but there is yeah. a life behind it. Absolutely. But the one thing that does get me, it's normally blokes. Come and then we better have a photo. Oh, my God, yeah. You, I used to just do it. Now I yeah. go, oh, no, mate, I don't want one with you. If you yeah, fucking so... want one, ask for one. <laughs> And they're like, what, what, what? You know, in front of all their mates. They go, yeah. don't like you're doing me a fucking favour. Exactly, mate. Yeah, yeah. You're doing me a favour, mate. Yeah. You want a photo? I'll I'm perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. and yeah. we better have a photo. Fa- yeah, yeah. Oh, should we? Oh, go on then. You know, yeah. And then the that. one that always gets me, oh, oh, it's for the wife. I go, don't fucking lie. Yes. Yeah, this for one's the for the wife, yeah. bank. Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Fucking hell. It's bizarre, isn't it? but the thing world. is it's always the same yeah. you know like it never it's the same fucking thing like I get it stage door all, all the time, time. like all time. And like you know the, the, the girlfriend will come up and ask for a phone yeah. and that and the bloke will go oh go on then I might as well and like, oh come on oh, then oh go on then you no, know no, that, that, oh, you thanks I'd feel like shit if you didn't fucking you know like oh my god if you don't ask me for a photo it's going to really ruin my night no I'm fine babe honestly absolutely absolutely fine yeah. But that's but one thing I've started doing. It's the first time I've ever done this. Earlier on in this year, I went to Barcelona for three days by myself. Wow! And I've never been away on your myself, own for three days. Ever. Wow! Three days. Right. It was the best thing I could ever have done. What, were you not meeting anyone out there? No. Were you just going. That's right. Wow! Great. I just Nads, who's both of our managers. Yeah. Um, just said you got three days off. Oh my god! Which I don't ever really get in a block. Yeah. And I just looked at London City because it's my it's the airport I like using because it's yeah. an easy one. I was like, where do they fly to? Where do they fly to? Where, where, what goes over there? Barcelona. Fine, fuck it. Book Barcelona. And I was like, right, just book a hotel. Booked a hotel. And I just got on the plane. And I and that whole travel out there, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? My mum's like, are you all right? Like, and I'm like, yeah, if I don't speak to you, I don't speak to you. So don't worry, I'm not dead. Like, or I needed to do that for myself. Yeah. I needed to be on my own. And for me, I think one or two people come up to me while I was out there. Yeah. We're like, oh my God, Rylan. Like, and I'm like, hello, you're all right. But it was just perfect for me to just have that anonymity. I took my top off and just walked from one end of Barcelona to the other. Yeah. It was beautiful weather. I, I couldn't do that here. I wasn't yeah. comfortable doing that yeah. here. Um, and it was just lovely. And I remember there was one night I went for dinner. Eating alone is one thing. So I had like my iPad as like my crutch. Safety like. blanket. Yeah, yeah, proper like safety net. And I found I wasn't Pretend you're doing some work. Making out and yeah. being saying when really I'm just looking around. Yeah. But I'm not... Um, so eating alone was like difficult, but I did it. But then just of a night, I'd just sit in the hotel bar, which is like a rooftop sky bar, beautiful. And I'd just sit there and I'd look at everyone and everyone was with someone. Yeah. Everyone was with someone. And then you notice someone who's not. And you sort of make eye contact and then look away. And then you make eye contact and look away. And then I remember there was this one guy, really, really nice, nothing like that, straight guy. 
Yeah. And he was like, oh, where are you from? I was like, oh, I'm from, I'm from London. And he was like, oh, I uh, was supposed to fly to London today, but the uh, flight uh, has been cancelled. That's so why I just uh, check in here and I go in the morning. I was like, oh, I, was like, I think I spoke to this man for about four hours. Wow. I would never have spoken to this man if I was with yeah, my yeah. friends. Like, yeah. And it was just really, really nice. He was a really nice guy. He worked in IT. Yeah. He had no fucking idea who I was because he was from like Belgium or somewhere like that. Great, great. And it was, I actually felt like I had a conversation with a stranger that was yeah. a real conversation. Wow. Because they, he didn't think he already knew me. Yeah. No it, preconception to what the conversation is going to be about. And I just, now, if I ever get the opportunity, if it's two days mm. or something like that, I think it's really important for me to be somewhere where I'm unknown. Yeah. Just for a period of 24 hours a day, eh? just to have that normal, just yeah. that little bit of normal. Do you think that's also got something to do with um, the fact that you're kind of trying to get used to being alone? Is that is it hard for you to be on your own, Ryan? Oh, it was really, really hard. I think yeah. I was more scared of being on my own than anything. You know, I've, I've got a beautiful house that I built mm. and I love, but it's a nice size house. And yeah. being in a nice house by yourself, it's echoey. And yeah. I find myself talking to myself quite a lot of the time. Is this the first time you've ever been First time I've ever lived on my own, yeah. I lived with my mum up until X Factor, and then after X Factor, I built my first house, and I'd met my ex, and he moved straight in with me. Right. This At, at, at 33, I was. That was the first time I'd ever been on my own. Wow. And, yeah, it was really fucking difficult. Yeah. You know, that first Christmas, waking up on Christmas morning and coming downstairs to silence, and, I mean, weren't that different from previous fucking years, but, like, knowing there's no one else there, yeah. It's really difficult. It's yeah. really, really difficult. And, you know, managing that whole two families mm. to now just my family. Yeah. It's like, oh, but, oh, okay. Well, so I haven't got to do that. You know, it, it's just all of those things that just happen. And yeah. all of a sudden they're not there no more. Um, yeah, it was really, really difficult. But I've actually now got to the point where I will wake up in the morning and I'm very comfortable being on my own and I, I I think I needed to go through that because I've never had it. Mm. I've never been on my own. I've never lived on my own. Yeah. And now I have, I've become really comfortable with myself and yeah. who I am and I know what my habits are. I know what I like and what I don't like. I'm glad I am. For someone who isn't you to be on their own, they can then go out and do something. Yeah. You know, but you... I was locked in. You're locked in, yeah. you know, and you so you're locked in on your own, which must be kind of like... Yeah, I can't just go who, out the pub no, on my own. No, Or yeah. go to a bar on my own because yeah. it, it just don't work. Mm, yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. Like, and I, I can't sort of just take all my makeup off and yeah. people not know who I am. Yeah. Because it don't work for me. Yeah. Because I'm still six foot four with the teeth, like, yeah. and the beard. Like, it's like, oh, it's Ryland, yeah. or is it Olivier Giroud? One of the two. Like, yeah. people are like, well, what is yeah. it? This is. It, I can't hide. Yeah. I, I always used to take the piss with Emma whenever we used to go anywhere or like walk down a road or something. I'd be like, you fuck, I'm so fucking jealous of you. She'd yeah. Like, she'll take her heels off and put a coat on, and she Absolute. gets away with it. She gets away with it. And she, I'm like, you yeah. bitch, like. Totally. It's not fair. Like, yeah. not fair. And yeah. then there's me, like, lanky bollocks standing yeah. next to her. like, And I, I can't do that yeah. unless I'm walking like the hunchback and then more people fucking look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so strange. Um, yeah, I just want to go back to something you said really quickly about feeling like you shouldn't do something. Um, because I've had moments of that in my life. When Busted was coming to an end, I was with someone and kind of like the people I was hanging around with didn't think what I did was cool. Mm. And it kind of kept coming to my head. And it started to make me think shit about 
everything that I'd done. Yes. And that busted was a fucking mistake. And like, yep. I was a laughing stock. Yeah. And, like, and this thing that I, I've always been very good at not taking myself too seriously, but Same. I always took my work very seriously. Same. You know, and so when it was about what I did, it's like your Achilles like, heel. It's like you taking the fucking piss. Exactly. Yeah. You can fucking mock me all you want. Yeah. Don't mock my work because no. I'm proud. Of and that. I work hard. Yeah. yeah. And you know, whatever you may think of it, it may not be for you, but it's for someone. And then suddenly I, but I fed into that. I kind of like, it, it, it got me. And I started to then, I remember when I did a solo record, I was bad mouthing busted in mm. interviews because I felt like that's what I should because do. Because you had seeds planted in your because head. Because I had a seeds planted in my head. And someone was... says it enough, you start to believe it. Exactly. You mm. know, so was that, was that your, yeah, 100%. your situation? I'm trying to think of the best way to say it, but I would sit there and if I got a new show yeah, or something I'd been working towards or working on became something mm. that I'd been working towards, I'd be really proud of that. Yeah. Because I've worked so hard at be, it. Yeah, yeah. And then when you say that to someone, the polite thing to do would be, well done, babe, that's brilliant. Like, yeah. congratulations. Yeah. And especially when I'm the sort of person, now I don't need bells and whistles, but I'm definitely the sort of person, if it was the other way around, I'd be like, that's fucking brilliant. Hmm. My God, like, well done. Like, oh, brilliant. Like, let's get a takeaway. Or, like, just something silly. Like, yeah. I, I don't need a party, but yeah. maybe even a cuddle. Like, well done. Hmm. But when it's like, oh, that's good. It hurts a little bit. And then when you question that and it's like, well, it's nothing new. It's nothing new. You know, yeah. this is what you do. You know, this is your job. And it's like, give it, it's like I've just got a promotion at work. Yeah, like, exactly, man. Yeah, yeah. Like if I, if, if I worked in Tesco, mm. I've gone from the checkouts to assistant manager, mm. it, like this move. Like, and it's just little things like that. They start eating away at you. And then you think, well, maybe I shouldn't be proud of this because maybe this is normal. Maybe getting my own fucking series that I've been working towards for the last three years, something I've been trying to bring back. Maybe that is just, just a meh. Maybe it's yeah. just a meh moment. But I didn't think it was. I was like, but no, I should be proud of this. Like, I've made this. I've yeah. done this. Like, and it's like something you were busted. Mm. But when, when people tell you or subliminally make you feel a certain way about yeah. something, I'd like to think I'm a clever fucking person, but fuck me, I could have been deaf and blind for years. Like, yeah. And it wouldn't have made any difference. Yeah. You know, I I just still when you leave something and I'm not bashing, I'm not I'm not doing this. That's my marriage is in the past and that's where it's staying. And I just feel that when something is repeatedly done mm. and repeatedly said to you and stuff like that, you start to feel a certain way about things yourself. When in fact that's not the truth. You mentioned the word gaslighting. I, I want to be careful when I say that. But I understand what you mean by that. I just feel like when someone or people yeah. almost are around you going, you shouldn't be happy about this when actually you are happy about it, yeah. you then become unhappy about it. Exactly. Or so, almost ashamed and embarrassed yeah. of, of your success. I, I was actually, I felt bad for being successful a lot of the time. Which is so, it's such a horrible place to be. Yeah, it? It's an awful place it's to be because you think, be. well, then what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Why, why am I embarrassed that I'm doing well? Maybe mm. I shouldn't do well then. And then yeah. you start to turn things down. Yeah. And then you start yeah. to say no to things. Or you think of what Because the, you think it's wrong. Because you think that might be the wrong thing for other people's opinions of you. Because you think other people might not want you to do it. Exactly. Or like to do it. Yeah. yeah. Which is just fucking bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. When you're in your really dark places, Ryan, you, you said you 
became quite a heavy drinker. Yeah, well, I've never been a heavy drinker. Yeah, and that's a, um, when you said that it really surprised me because I've known you um, and I've never seen you drunk. No, you've seen I've, me. I've seen you loads. You've seen you me know. at rat parties. You know. like, I'll have a and couple I'm, of drinks. I'm not being a, I'm not being a dick here, but I can spot someone a fucking mile off. Yeah. You know, you can I, tell. Can, I can sniff them out. Yeah, you know, in a room of people, I'll go, oh, hello, I need to have you. Yeah. Or I'm ready whenever you want to. You know. You know, I kind of, you, know. you know, I just know, you know. So it was, um, did that take you by surprise? Yeah, majorly. And it wasn't a purposeful thing mm. either. It it was medicinal, which is a fucked up thing to say, but it was. I, it sounds really, really silly. I've got this thing, I won't drink beer out of a can. Right. I like beer out of a, I like a Perone. So right. I like beer out of a bottle. You're a classy man. I try to be. Yeah, yeah. Right? Beer's my drink. I drank a can of cider at eight o'clock in the morning. Good for you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I would be making my mum, when she'd yeah. go to Sainsbury's, buy a 24-pack of Foster's cans. Right. Because it was on special. And I knew that I, were, I didn't even have my credit card at this point. I didn't have my card, didn't have nothing. And she'd get them. And I'd long for that drink because the more I drunk, the more the pain was more numb. Yeah. And genuinely, like, I've never drunk like that in my life, but it actually worked for me in a fucked up way. Well, it is, it, um, worked it works for most people. Yeah, you know, it's, because um, I wanted it's, to forget and I, need, yeah. I needed an out. I couldn't bring my... I was sat at the bottom of a well mm. with a fucking ladder and I couldn't put my hand on the ladder. I'd have a drink and then I'd go, oh, I'm all right at the bottom of the well. Yeah. Fuck yeah, everyone. Exactly, Fuck exactly. that. Yeah. Fuck him. Fuck them. I ain't got... That. They could do what they want. Then I'd go past that stage where... I was upset, but couldn't be upset because I was too pissed to be upset. And then that just became a thing. I remember one day my my mum, my sister-in-law, my brother was getting married as well, mm. and that's what really killed me. It was like two weeks before their wedding, and they just like found me on the floor. I'd been sick, like mm. just in a state. And I just remember being driven to my mum's in the back of the car, in and out of consciousness, and just hearing my sister-in-law going, you're fucking ruining my wedding, blah, blah. And oh, I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. I just couldn't do anything about it because mm. I was fucked. I was just wasn't right. Yeah. I wasn't right. Um, and yeah, I, was on, I shouldn't have been drinking because I was on medication. Like, you know, yeah. it was all the things. And, you know, unless I was handcuffed and chained somewhere, yeah. who can fucking tell me what to do? Yeah, exactly. No and can. just give me something to soothe the pain. Yeah. And that's all I wanted. Yeah. And yeah, it, it was awful and like of course i like a drink like the next person let's go out for a couple of drinks have a have a few beers if you get pissed you get pissed i don't go out to get pissed but my intention then was to get drunk my intention was to get drunk to forget or get drunk to go fuck it i think i'm um, listening to you ron you seem like you're in such a better place man i'm so oh, God, really I'm so bloody happy to to hear you talk about it and also thank you so much for being so open and honest about it because i think what we do it's, it's it is and it's so important to talk about these things you know and um and, you know, however much, you know, like, for instance, I've said it before, I don't feel like I'm, like, I'm a, um, I've had so many things in, in, in my life that I've kind of had problems with, and I don't feel like I'm fully recovered from any of them. I don't you know, think some, we some might of them, ever be. Yeah, some some of them I feel like I'm, I'm getting better and better at, but some things I don't think I'll ever be recovered. I think I'm recovering, you know, from certain things, and I'm kind of finding things to put in my life mm. which get me to a place where I can live. Yeah. Do you feel like you're on that path as well? I feel the best way I'd describe it is breaking your leg. You know you've broke your leg. It heals, but you'll always have the scar. Yeah. And sometimes you might look in the mirror and you might see that scar on your knee and you remember or you feel a bit shit. The scar will always be there, but we can still walk. 
and sometimes we run. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Brilliant. Fantastic. Do you do anything regularly to kind of help with those kind of things? I remind myself whenever I feel low. Mm. I remind myself of, I dream a lot. Right. I have quite vivid dreams. And throughout my entire life, even way before this, I would wake up from a dream knowing it's a dream, but it would affect my morning. Right. Something could have happened. Like, say I had a dream about you and you were rude to me. If I saw you that morning, I'd be like, you were fucking out of order to me in my dream and you pissed me off. <laughs> Genuinely. Even though I know it's not real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They really affect me. Right. And I still have very vivid, vivid dreams now where people pop up and I will wake up and it will make me feel like shit. And then I remember, remember what happened though? Mm. Remember this. There's a specific moment that I always throw back to. Remember that moment and I go, good fucking luck. And then I'm all right. Everyone's got different ways of coping. I remember specific moments. Yeah. And I remember specific feelings and outcomes that could have ended with me not getting that bad. That was very easy outcomes and wasn't chosen to happen. And that's what I remember. I remember sitting there and going, I didn't need to get that bad. This happened and that's why, because someone didn't do something. Yeah. And that's what I remember and go, I'm better. Do you have any kind of daily routines or practices that you do or anything like that? Like I'm, I'm a sucker for those kind of things. I am. Do you know what? I've never been, I've never been that type of person. I mean, mm. I got into fitness, which I really enjoyed doing because it sort of took my mind off it and then I had a few heart problems. So I had to sort of go up and down with that. Mm. But no, I, I, I was reading this study the other day, which is really, really weird that not everyone has the inner voice in their head. Really? Yeah. Like only two two quarters, like half people or three quarters of people have an inner voice or something like that. Really? And um, so some people don't have dialogue in their head. You know, like if you're sitting there thinking about something, you can sort of almost hear yourself saying it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Some people don't have that, which I never knew. Right, I never knew that either. And because I read that, that's when I realised that is what I do. I talk to myself in my own head. Absolutely. All, All day long. Time. All day long. Like, yeah. So if my, vo if my inner voice was acting out loud, I'd be like, oh, there's that fucking pheasant again. Yeah. Right. I wonder what he's thinking. I might film that. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to put that on my Instagram. That'd be quite funny. And then sometimes my inner voice, now I live alone, becomes my outer voice. Yeah. And then I realise I'm going, nice, right, I'm going to put the coffee. I'm going to move that there, actually. And I'll be pointing. And, I'll, and then I'll, re I'll check myself going, there's no one here. And I'm yeah. fucking talking to myself. But even I've said that. Like, I'd, I'd, yeah, you said that. Like... I talk to myself a lot. I talk to myself a lot. So do I, though. Yeah. So do I. I do it all the time. And there's also a big hare that lives on my drive, like a rabbit, like loads of rabbits. Right. And every morning I get up and I stand at that front door and I see it and it judges me. I've made up this entire fucking storyline with me and this hare. It's right. like Peter Griffin from Family Guy and the Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> that's me and him. And I know one day there's going to be a standoff. Has he got a name? No, not yet. Right, okay. No, it's the only thing I've not named. Right, okay. <laughs> that Call him Matt. about my house. I will. Matt yeah, the there hare. We go. Matt the hare. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ryan, thank you so much, thank mate. You. You've been such a joy. It's I wish you all the best. I'm so happy you're good, mate. Thank you so much. Um, I'm always here. I know. Emerson's the best. I love her. Love you lots, mate. Love you more. Cheers, mate. A huge thank you to Ryan there. I mean, what a great guy. It's, it's funny, you know, I've known Ryan for a while and I don't know anything about any of this stuff. You know, obviously I did some research before we did the episode and I listened to his book and it was fascinating to hear about all this this side of him which I didn't see and didn't know, which to be honest just kind of 
makes me realize even more, you know, sometimes people are dealing with stuff that you don't see, you know, so it's good to check in. It's good to ask someone, and, you know, sometimes we say, hey man, how you doing? And someone will give you an answer, but really you got to go, how you really doing? How you doing? You're right. You know, and those little check-ins are really, really important. Um, he's been through a lot of hard times, Rylan, and he's come through the other side. And he kind of keeps going on and going on, and he's a great guy. If you've been affected by anything you've heard in today's episode, there are also links to guidance, advice, and organizations that can help you in our episode description. I'll be back next week. Hope you can join me then. Hold up. 